Hey everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Chatting with Country. Today on the line with me, I have Mr. Sadan Long. Welcome. Well, thank you for the invite. I'm glad to be here. How's everybody doing? Woo, we're great. It's just the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully everybody listening is doing fine as well. So today we are going to be talking about 99 and a half won't do. And so this kind of comes from, you know, the 80-20 theory that's out there or like for myself, I always say we have to be compatible at least 90-10. And so Mr. Sadan was saying, you know, 99 and a half just won't do. We need to be 100 at all times. And so for you, Saddam, what what does settling mean to you? What is that? Well, I think, you know, let's just start with what most people think settling means. Um, The way most people describe it in real life is I could be over here with this wonderful, beautiful opportunity, but I'm here with you because I love you. So most of the time when people say they're settling, it implies that they could be doing better somewhere else. So if you're in a relationship with a man and it's like, well, you know, I like him, but really I could have been over there with Charles and Charles would have bought me a house. Charles would have got me a car. If I was with Charles, I wouldn't have to work. But I want to be with you because you the father of my child or I want to be with you because I love you. I want to be with you for whatever reason. But in reality, what settling really is, at least in my opinion, is a bunch of people dreaming in their head that they could have something they never had and thinking because they're with somebody that they were capable of being with that they're settling. Like, yeah, if you really had Charles over there who was really trying to buy you a house in the car, would you really be with the person you with? If that right. was really and, a and would you really be happy with Charles? You know, it, everything that glitter is not that gold. So while you're building this fictitious lifestyle in your mind, right, it, it looks good on the outside, but she don't know what Sally going through over there in the house with Charles, you know? Exactly. You know, but when you imply to somebody that you settled for them or you walking around saying, I could do better than you, or you know whatever the terminology you using in your head it's impossible to be with them because you don't really want to be with them right i mean when you ever had a meal that you settled for and really enjoyed it right you don't you usually leave it on a plate along with the fork and a napkin exactly i wanted steak but i settled for a hamburger it's just never satisfying but in today's social media driven society people really think that they can have Instagram models they really think that you know they can get these dudes from the beer gang and getting a dude to sleep with you or getting a woman to take a free meal from you is not a relationship you know he might deal with you yeah you cool I like you we go out, get something to eat, you know, I I come through the house and maintain you. But I ain't about to make you my wife. 
film. So yeah, you might think because he slid in your DMs because you took a nice picture at an angle and it was appealing to him that he really liking you. But he's not. He's like, man, shorty, you know, she took a nice picture. I like that picture. I wonder if she'll, you know, let me, for lack of a better word, be. You know, she'll let me have sex with her. So let me so, ask you this since you kind of brought that up. And don't lose your thought. You can go back to it. So women usually put all their eggs in one basket, right? And mm-hmm. for me, that would be like, okay, a person, um, Nope, I ain't gonna go there. But women usually put all their eggs in one basket and kinda with men, you know, it's like, well, I'm gonna see which one of these eggs gonna crack first. And it made me think about that because you was like, Well, let me get it hopping this DM because that angle of that photo looks good. Let me see what she on. Absolutely. And I think women, especially women over thirty eight, should be thinking the same way. You know, you shouldn't have to get all your milk from one store. You know, if you're an adult woman, you should date because what happens most of the time is you meet people's representative, you know, you go on a couple dates, you feel like, hey, this is the right person, but you've never seen them broke, never seen them go through nothing, you've never seen them during the holidays, you've never seen them when they don't get their way, and the person that you're dating has way more personalities than you know. You know, I mean, it's easy to go out on a date with somebody when they think they're going to have sex with you. And then now it's 90 days later and they ain't had sex with you. How do they, are they still treating you special? Are they still calling you back? Are they still good morning queen? But if you're making your decision off these first couple dates, 90 days from now, you feel like, man, I don't even know this person. But if you're coming from that whole I'm going to be ride or die. I'm staying in there. I'm hanging in there. Kind of mind state. Now you end up stuck in a relationship and you do feel like you settled. You know, so you what's a ride like, or die mindset? Well, Elaborate on that. Ride or die mindset is, you know, I'm, you know, you meet somebody, they're not treating you right. And now you don't leave. You know, now you, you praying on it. No, leave. You can't change an adult. These people have been the way that they are for 30, 40 years. You can't, you can't, you ain't a therapist. So you can have as many conversations with them as you want. They still not change it. If they need a therapist, recommend they go see one. You know, if they don't know how to act, you know, accordingly and respectful to you around you, your family, your kids, leave them alone. You know, but this idea that I'm gonna love you through it, I'm gonna change you, I'm gonna fix you, I'm gonna upgrade you, that don't work. You know, you might get a short term, I right, I'm I'm gonna do better, but ultimately people are who they are. And I think a lot of times, especially in our community, we feel like anything other than cheating or abuse, and in some cases cheating or abuse ain't a good reason to leave either that we don't have the right to leave. You know, I mean, girl, what you mean? I don't like the way he talked to me. So I told him, stop calling me. Girl, that's all. Y'all couldn't talk that out. Y'all couldn't work that out. Yeah, well, that's a lot, you know, for men and women. Right. But you, I mean, but it's okay to choose you. It's okay to say, 
yeah, I probably can do better. Or I'll be okay. I just ain't going to do this. But when you have that ride or die mindset, now you just become a person putting up with a whole bunch of garbage. You know, that's my man. I ain't going to leave him when he down. Yeah. Sometimes you got to leave. And it's okay to leave. You know, you got to give yourself permission to be happy. Even if it's... I put a note on here. um, Hmm. You're talking about the person that's just putting up with um, the garbage. Right. And so, to me, that looked like a chaotic environment right a draining environment like what does coming home every day look like after a long day's work are you nagging you know is my job stressful are you mad because i didn't cook dinner or take the trash out you know and so when i think we when we talking about the 99 and a half won't do you know when i'm down i need you to be able to undergird me and understand instead of turning it into an argument that makes sense absolutely but let's let's pause right there okay so here's what happens person go to work they don't like their job now all day people putting them in positions to where they want to say something but they can't because they need their job so you spend all day shutting up and putting up with bullshit for lack of a better way to put it so now you in the car you're on your way home you're mad you're upset and then you get to the house so now when you get to the house the only people you can really say something to are the people you know ain't gonna leave you you know you can't say nothing to your boss because he gonna fire you can't say nothing to miss carol at the front desk for, for snitching on you for going out there to take smoke break so now when you get home you bring all that bad energy to your house so now how are we gonna deal with that are we gonna come in the house and cuss everybody out because we know that man these are the people that love me you know i mean what is it you know, is it Nikki Giovanni says you only you only do this to me because you know I love you? You can't ask me about people, places, or things because okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll 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 do the quick research and put it in the notes. But it's you only do this to me because you know I love you. You know, and that's what I'm saying with that whole ride or die mentality. You know, you only take all of your frustrations out on me because you know I love you. Because you know I won't leave you. So now because I won't leave you become abusive toward me for things that go wrong in your life you know you get a good boyfriend and now you take out all the things that your old boyfriend did to you on him you know you get a good boyfriend and now it's like all the dudes that did you wrong he gotta pay for it you know now he gotta FaceTime you everywhere he go now he gotta check in and he you know gotta take you around everything that he do and to and, and be just basically terrorized and vice versa because men have that same kind of you know attitude as well they become jealous of you to a certain extent and become possessive you know of your whereabouts and what you wear and you know talk down to you etc 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 so why do you think people settle you know i kind of feel like it's a thing of fear like they not good enough right and it's easy it's it's uh it's easiest for us to fear things as opposed to have that faith that something better will come along like we go for the the first picking instead of dating multiple people but with myself i'm not comfortable and 
dating a lot of people that's a lot of conversations to keep up with you know a lot of tracking that you got to do and that's just it's not a comfortable spot for me so you know I listen and I receive certain things but um talk more about that well I mean I think the first thing when you start talking about people who settle the people who settle most times it's their expectations of what they deserve especially in today's society it's like you have this expectation of never getting what you want so you never try to go get what you want you know it's like you really want to be with somebody on a certain level but now you don't have the expectation of yourself to be able to attract that person so you never slide in their dm you never you know walk up to them and introduce yourself you never do anything to get outside of your comfort zone to get in the right rooms to get the right results you know it's like the girl that gets her degree but then she still want to walk around the same people that she was cool with back in the day and now she's upset because she's like i can't find no dudes i can't find nobody i'm equally yoked with but sometimes you got to leave Lodabar in order to find the thing that's meant for you and if you don't leave the land you're in and go to the place where people are who are similar thinking who have similar habits and activities as you then how are you going to meet that person you know you keep asking out short men but you like tall men <laughs> you know but short men you know are easier for you because that's all you really around so since that's what I'm around I'm just gonna get one of them and then be unhappy I had wrote down like it's okay to go you know, and even have dinner alone or go to the movies alone because you might not find that person in the club. You know, you might find them in the grocery store, at the library, you know, because you're changing your your room that right. you're in, right? Making yourself available. Well, I mean, I think that you should start to understand who you are. You know, first and foremost, and once you start understanding who you are and who you work well with, then you can start looking for those qualities, not only in the places that you go, but in the people that the people you know, know, you know, because now you're not just relying on you. You know, you're telling your homegirl, like, you know, man, I really miss I could meet a guy like this, you know, or I really wish I could meet a lady like that. Or I think I'm really ready to settle down, but I'm not trying to settle down with anybody like this. So now even when your friends, coworkers, you know, lady at the gym, is out there now they know what you need what you like and what you want and they could keep an eye out for it you know girl a mailman came in the other day and <laughs> i immediately thought of you <laughs> right but if you never put it out there if you never verbalize it if you never even really believe that it's possible then you can't tell other people and other people can't help you that's true you know, like, you know, I got an extra ticket to an event. You should come. You know, because that person knows that you're trying to meet new people, that you're trying to get into a better, you know, groom of people. You know, you're trying to, you know, get in the room with people who move a certain way. But here's the flip side of that, to go back to that ride or die thing. How many people are really trying to help you meet the right person if you never lead a wrong person? Yeah. 
you know, a lot of us have alienated really good people because our partners are, are a pain in the butt. How many times you had a little dinner party or had a birthday party and you wanted to invite Cheryl or her boyfriend to ask? You know, or he get drunk or he don't know how to act or he always keeping up mess or you got the homeboy that you cool with but you don't really like his girlfriend because she messy. You know, or just so, not understanding. Right. You know, she's you know, she probably not messy, but she just don't understand. Like, why are you friends with her? You know, you must have slept with her. You trying to sleep with her, and it's like, no, nah, that's just my own girl. You know. Right. But now you cut those people off, and if you're one of those people that get cut off, there could be opportunities for you out there, but you won't leave this person. You know, again, which is how we, you know, I guess kind of got here with the whole 99 and a half, you know, because there's too many people walking around right now going, they cool, they straight, they all right. When they could really be in a situation with somebody that would really make them happy and that they could really make happy in return. You know, but if you keep going. So why do you think that fear set in, you know, because I'm afraid to be that old person on the porch rocking back and forth with my hot cocoa. And your, uh, your dog sitting on the side of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, a couple cats and some some chimpanzees or something, you know. But I mean, what's what's better, discomfort or suffering? You know, because a lot of people they live a long life, but they suffer through it. Whereas other people are discomfortable, or they're discomforted for a small period of time. You know, maybe. I was that I was I got out of my comfort zone for a while. It was crazy. I didn't know what was gonna happen, but then it smoothed out. You know, I look at myself as an example. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm able to be on a, a podcast in the middle of the day. Um, I don't know if people are gonna listen to it, but it's like 12:30. You mm-hmm. know, but there was a point in time in in my journey where it was very uncomfortable. But the better I got at it, the easier my life became. So instead of me having a job that I hated and just suffering through it year after year after year with no hope of it ever changing, I was able to take that small period of time and turn things around. But there was some moments within that I was uncomfortable. So even in regard to dating, yeah, there are going to be times when you out there and you're like, man, this just feels weird to me. Yeah, because it's new. But after you do it a few times, it's not going to feel weird anymore. You know, after you go out and you have a few meals, it's not going to feel weird anymore. After you go out and you go to a new gym or you go to an art museum or you go to some sporting events with some people who may not be the normal people you hang with, it'll start to feel different. But I think most of us get sucked into this whole belief system that we got to be true to people who ain't true to us. You know, it's like, yeah, I get it. Them your homegirls from high school, I get it. Them the people you grew up with, I get it. Them your cousins. But if your cousins and, and family members are not helping you be the best version of you, you got to limit that so that you can be the best version of you. Because even if your cousins are happy and ecstatic, is it cool that you're unhappy? I mean, is it really cool if my mom and them, they happy, but I ain't, you know, so you got to get out that comfort zone. You know, your mama might love him, 
like, if I was you, I wouldn't leave. But you're the one that got to live there and be unhappy. And the longer you stay in a bad situation, the more likely you are to be stuck in a bad situation. You know, because I'm asking people right now, if you're listening, you know, think about what happens if this person you with right now that you really don't want to be with gets sick. Are you going to be there? Right. What does that life? look like? Are you going right. to break and run? Yeah. You going to leave them hanging? Are you going to ride it out? Yeah. Because now you with somebody you didn't want to be with, and now you forced to wipe their butt. Now you forced to take them to their doctor's appointments. Now you forced to take them under your wing and provide food for them and spend your money on their health because they can't help themselves. And if you leave, you look like a crappy person. That's just the truth. You do look like a crappy person if you leave. However, if you know it ain't working now and you leave now, that ain't got nothing to do with you. But you have to think about it like that. Like, man, if this person gets sick, do I want to be the one stuck taking care of them? You know, if I get sick, is this the person that I want taking care of me? Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, now that's a great way to look at it. You know, if something happens to me, the person that I'm with, am I going to be okay knowing that, you know, I'm in the best hands? Or do I want somebody that's going to call call out and say, hey, you know, you need to come take care of because I can't do it. I'm too busy. You know, I got other engagements and you're just not important on my list right now. You, you know, you fall to the wayside. Because when you're in a bad relationship, people are secretly angry. And that's the part I think we don't really understand. When you're in a bad relationship, that other person don't like you. You just don't know it. You know, and they do little small stuff to mess with your psychology. You know, how you depressed and thinking you crazy because they don't really like you. So now you're in a relationship that you won't leave with a person who is tearing down your self-esteem, a person who is killing, you know, your dreams, a person who is secretly, you know, wishing you all supportive and not, you know, sometimes they're not even secret with it. They out front and blunt, right? But you start to do other ailments, right? Now you're basking your pain. You're smoking, you're drinking, you know, you isolating yourself, um, etc etc right but this stuff is like right there in your face and you gotta choose at one point right do i want to go right or do i want to go left or do i just want to continue to stay here because i'm fearful of what my life gonna look like for me if i left this situation so do you feel like um after going through situations that's considered quote unquote tough that people should seek out uh healing or therapy and things like that I think that a variety of things need to happen because I mean again we mind body and soul you know so one you need to, to get your physical strength together you know so if you go through a difficult time you know you need to go to the doctor get your numbers you know your A1Cs your blood pressures you know get your thyroid checked get that stuff checked and then get you an exercise plan you know that way you could be physically healthy because that's the the car for the mind. You know, you could have great thoughts, but if you don't have the energy to execute them, what good are they? Yeah. 
Two, you need to work on your mental. You know, whether that be going to therapy, you know, whether that be meditating, you know, whether it be journaling, I recommend all three so that you can now develop a repetitive, positive outlook. You know, because most people, they get up living in yesterday. You know, they get up and it's like, that person did me wrong. The situation that I was in wasn't fair. You know, I just don't like the way they did me. And they keep replaying that thing over and over and over and over again. You know, everybody has that friend who got divorced and still mad at their ex. You know, who was in a relationship when they was 19 and got their feelings hurt. And now they live a whole life based on what happened to them at 19. So you have to develop a positive mental outlook and repetitively work to stay present. What do I need to do today? How do I feel today? What is going on today? So that you can keep your mind from drifting back into stuff that's over. They cheated on you. You survived. I survived being cheated on, bro. I survived divorce. I survived getting fired. I survived being abused. I survived not having a daddy. But now that I have survived it, what am I going to do now? And if you get to the point now where physically I'm in great shape, mentally I'm in great shape, guess what? Anything's possible. Because now you got good energy, you're fun to be around, and you can start making progress toward being with the right kind of person. Because realistically, once you leave a bad relationship, if you still all broken and beat up, who want to be with that? You go out with somebody or you start talking to somebody and all you talk about is all the negative things from your past. And now, basically, you, you trauma bond. You know, these women ain't nothing. Yeah, these, these niggas ain't nothing either. <laughs> so now both of y'all in this state of ain't nobody. A negative energy state. You right. know, y'all just passing along negative energy like you're playing spades or something. Right. You know, what, I mean, what could you do? And this just ask yourself, whoever listening, what could I accomplish? Who could I be with if I was the best version of me? You know, how could I change my life if I was just happier? How would my life change if I dropped 15, 20 pounds? How would my life change if I could actually go places and not be out of breath when I get there? How will my life change if when I went out, I didn't get drunk and then be mad at everybody? Because people want to be around people they enjoy. If you're fun to be around, you always going to have dates. If you're fun to be around and you're in great shape as a man, women going to always be attracted to you. So you don't have to worry about being alone. You just have to worry about being attractive. And what's attractive is happy, healthy, fun to be around people. You you become more confident when you feel good, when your energy is good. So, yeah, it might be a little bit of discomfort when you first leave that bad situation. It absolutely probably will be, you know. 
but here's a little thing I want you to understand and know. If you leave a situation and that person circle back around, that mean they couldn't do, that mean you couldn't be replaced. Now you don't have to go back, but just take, 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 take the little bit of, you know, pop your collar, pat yourself on the back. You know, if they calling you back, that mean they miss you. That mean they couldn't replace you. That mean they couldn't find nobody better than you. Because if they could find somebody better than you, was doing better than you, they wouldn't be calling you. So if you really want to feel like, yeah, I got a little bit of revenge, or I, am, I, am I doing good? Yeah, when they make that, you know, hey, how you been? When they make that, what's up? You ain't got to answer it. Just look at the phone and be like, uh, see, they couldn't replace me. Mm-hmm. I tried to tell them when I was with them, but they ain't listen. You know, and then the other part of that, and this is just me, because, you know, as I told country, I'm petty. You know, start playing it out in your head. Like, okay, next time they see me, I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. Next time they see me, my money going to be right. Next time they see me, my health going to be right. My mind going to be right. You know, and use that as fuel to start you on your journey of walking every day, to start you on your journey of eating right, to start you on your journey of getting your business started, of going back to school. Because trust me, it is cool as hell with somebody that used to talk trash about you or talk slick to you when you was in a relationship with them, now looking at you like, oh my God, you changed so much. You look so good. And you just be like, yeah, thank you. And keep on walking. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. So, um, do you feel like you get in life what you put out there, right? Um, the different energies and stuff that you attract and do you feel like you get out of life what you believe and I guess it's almost like manifestation it's more so just the belief of everything and the energies that you create well the scriptures say that faith without works is dead so you do what you believe you know, if you believe that that seat is going to hold you, you sit in it. If you believe that you're going to get the job, you put the application in. So you have to start moving like you believe. And I think that's where a lot of people mess up. It's like they'll go to church and they'll thank God for something that the prophet done told them, but then they won't do anything about it. You know, when I went to church one time, you know, the, I guess, the apostle? I can't remember, but he was a prophet. I can't remember what his actual title is. You know, he told me that money would never be an issue for me ever again. And that I would, you know, help people start businesses. At the time, I wasn't helping people start businesses, and I had money issues. But what I did was, oh, if that's where I'm supposed to be, and that's what's about to happen, then let me try to get myself in position so that when the time comes, I'm, I'm there. You know, let me get myself in position. Let me read the books. You know, let me start getting a better understanding of how to start businesses and how to build successful businesses. And now, I guess maybe three and a half, four years later, that's actually what I do. I help people use free social media to grow businesses, to attract customers, to close deals and generate profits. You know, I run a website called Grown and Witch. Um, I got clients that are doing seven figures i've helped people retire their wives 
you know, I've helped people buy new houses with the work that I've done to help them grow their businesses. But if I hadn't, go ahead. But if I hadn't believed what that prophet said, I wouldn't be in this position. So you got to do the work. Like you believe the thing that somebody spoke over you was going to come to pass. So go ahead. So does that make you feel as though you settled in an area of, you know, relationships and friendships and things like that because you was building a brand for yourself? Mm, well, in regard to relationships, I was in a relationship when, when all of this started and it didn't work. And at that time, I mean, I, was, I want that to tie into the 99 and a half won't do okay here here it comes and at that again at that time her was 100% sold on you know wanted to be with her wanted to marry wanted to spend my life with her and professionally I wasn't 100 though (laughs) yeah I was 100 in who I wanted to be with but I was not 100 professionally if I had a job that wouldn't promote me they wasn't paying me what I was obviously generating, you know, wasn't paying me equally for what I was generating for them as a company. And ultimately I ended up getting downsized. And at that point, my relationship had already started to go bad. But what happened is that prophet said what he said. And I invested a hundred percent in being the person that he spoke over me that I was supposed to be and do the thing that I was supposed to do. And with that being said, the relationship that I was in at that time would not have allowed me to do the thing that I am doing now because it was a rocky road to get here. I mean, you know, if you if you know me, you know, I tell the story about man going broke. You know, I'm buying, you know, airtime or promotional stuff and my savings and my credit cards to just, you know, dwindling. But I couldn't have been in a relationship with somebody and did that because I would have had to go get a job, you know. So I would have been back on the train, back on doing all of the things, you know, to be a good partner to my partner. So when I say 99 and a half, it's like, yeah, it's not going to always be what you want it to be at the moment that you want it to be. So if there's a chance that you could have what you really want, go after it, you know, because I could have got the girl, but then I would have had a life that I did not want. Now, how is that going to work? Yeah, I got you, but I'm miserable professionally and I got to go spend 10 or 12 hours of my day doing something I don't like, doing something that's bringing me joy, no joy, no peace, making no impact in anybody's life. It is cool in the mud to know that there's a 27-year-old girl out there hopping planes and going all over the country that when I met her got fired from her job at a car dealership. And the turning point for her was saying, well, what should I do based on the information that Mr. Long gave me? It's cool in the mud to see people employ their kids with information that I gave them. So yeah, that particular relationship I could have fought for it. I could have did everything I could to try to keep it. But then I would have been settling in an area of my life that I really, really enjoy and love now. That so I now would, moving I forward, 
now moving forward that you've checked that box of career, mm-hmm. right? Are you out dating like all the eggs in the basket waiting on the right one to crack? Or like, what does that part of life look like for you? Oh, it's different. And that's the, the part. It, thanks for speeding us up. You know, but it looked different. <laughs> but it looked different now. Because once you achieve the un, the thing that you didn't think you could achieve, the people you want to be around, the people you want to date look different. You know, when you become the person you're supposed to be, now you're in the room with people and a lot of the people you would have been in the room with before, you don't want to be in the room with them no more. You know, now that you're the best version of you, you're the healthiest version of you, you start realizing that there is opportunities for you. So yeah, my dating life looked completely different now. You know, I'm not as quick to want to boo up because I'm like, yeah, the way you move does not align with the way I live and move. So where before that would have been like, ooh, that's, she cute. I want to be with her. Now it's like, no, I need somebody who is inspiring. I need somebody who has the type of lifestyle that complements my lifestyle because I'm not ever going back to the old me. You know, I'm not ever going back to an old life. So you really got to walk away from some of this stuff that you're in right now and trust what God is trying to give you because the person that you're really supposed to be with and the life you're really supposed to have is on the other side of that discomfort. You know, can you imagine being the best version of yourself and stuck with somebody from your past that don't understand it? You know, you finally get to be the business owner, the professor, the stylist, or whatever it is that you're dreaming about being, and now you got this old hater, jealous person that you got to take with you. You know, now you got this person who basically just wants to be with you to destroy you as your partner. You know, you think you think you all that because you got your degree now. Oh, you think you all that because the people on your job promoted you. Oh, you think you all that because now you got a business. But that's what happens when we take people into our future that shouldn't be in our future. That shouldn't be though. Yeah. You keep dragging somebody with you that don't want to go. You know, be a hundred percent committed to you. You know, be a hundred percent committed to your dream. Be a hundred percent committed to your calling. Ninety-nine and a half is not enough. You need to be a hundred percent committed to that thing because that's where your real partner is. That's where your real blessing is. That's where your real joy is. Your real peace is. You can't get peace where you were because that ain't where you're supposed to be. You know, you just stop going to school knowing that that's the thing that's going to help you actually become a nurse. So now you're still a CNA and you with the dude that love you because you a CNA. He don't never want you to be a nurse because if you a nurse, he's scared you're going to leave. And if you leave, what he gonna do so now he doing everything in his power to keep you from moving forward you know you want to lose weight but the person that you with don't want you to lose weight because they think if you lose weight then somebody else don't like you you know they don't want you to get over your old traumas because they think then somebody else gonna like you and if somebody else like you then you ain't gonna like me so now they want to torture you they want to hold you down they want to keep you from getting what God has for you. And the longer you stay there, the older you get, the sicker you get, the less likely you are to leave. 
And then someday you get to a point where you realize that, man, God wanted to give me everything. And it was me keeping me from getting it. It was me keeping me from being a business owner. It was keep, me keeping me from being a nurse. It was me keeping me from being a teacher. You know, because I wouldn't leave this person who wasn't meant for me. You know, I just decided to stay there. I just decided to settle for what was safe or comfortable. I decided to believe what people said about me. My family don't want me to leave because if I leave, then who gonna babysit? You know, who gonna take me? Who gonna take my cousin to the store? They don't want me to be with nobody that that's happy because if I'm with somebody that's happy, then they can't borrow money from me. There's so many people relying on you to be they crutch, they taxi they bank they therapist that is killing you you know so whether it be in a, in a romantic relationship whether it be in a friendship whether it be in, in a family situation you gotta go for you you know so that you can have peace you can have joy because the impact you can make with peace and joy on this world is way bigger way bigger you know I almost feel like in a lot of cases the haters see your future better than you do yeah yep, I agree yeah. so you so 99 and a half won't do you got to be 100% committed to you and if you are and you trust God and you do the work the fruit gonna come you can't keep doing the right thing and not to get the right result at some point You know, if you keep eating right and you keep going to the gym, the weight gonna fall off. You know, if you keep going to therapy and you keep writing in your journal and you keep meditating, eventually you are gonna heal. What are some points or bullet points that you would suggest to write in a journal? You know, because a lot of people say, I don't know how to journal. I don't know where to start at. What is something I should put in there, you know, besides the date? So I will. I wills and I ams. I promises. I will, I am, I promise. I will not let my past define my future. I am who God say I is. I promise myself that I will not quit. I promise myself that I will do the very best each and every day. I will be kind, I will be smart, I will be healthy. I will start today. I am the head, not the tail. I am the lender, not the borrower. I am above and not below. I am smart, I am wise, I am kind, I am powerful, I am strong. Those are the types of things you write and recite every day. I am loved, I am safe, I am whole, I am lacking nothing. So that you can then build up that energy. So when that phone call comes, you can say, I will not pick up the phone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will not go back 
to my old ways. And you just build up your strength by writing it, writing it and reciting it, writing it and reciting it, writing it and reciting it, write, recite, repeat, write, recite, repeat. And then you build up your armor. So now when that person does see you, it's like they don't even matter no more. And then when you become the version of you that you're meant to be and you're in the place that you're supposed to be, all the blessings that come with being there are yours. If everything you want is two miles away and you never walked two miles, how you gonna get it? Ain't no, ain't no way to Uber your, ain't no way to grub up your blessings or Uber okay. eat your blessings. <laughs> you know, they don't deliver. You got to walk the, the righteous path. You got to walk that narrow path. And if you do, you'll get it. You know, God promised you that. They didn't wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. <laughs> he promised you. He said that his word would never come back void. So you just have to take that step. Like this is the last, you know, this is the last time I get in a situation like this. Not because you better than somebody or because, you know, they, you know, not because of status, but because of your calling, but because you believe what God has for you is attainable. You know, this ain't about I'm too good to date somebody or, I'm better than them. You know, this is simply about being who God has called me to be. You know, so when they try to hit you with that, oh, you think you too good now? You know, or try to make you feel guilty, or you acting funny, or you acting different. Right, that old bougie title. Right. <laughs> hey, no, I'm just doing what's best for me. I'm loving me. I'm trusting God. I'm doing what's best for me. I'm loving me, and I'm trusting God. You know, because when you get these affirmations in your head, it makes life so much easier. Now, I'll give you a quick example. Um, I run outside. So when I first started running outside, I used to be really self-conscious because in my neighborhood, people don't run outside. So people would always, you know, be looking at me. <laughs> so I came up with this phrase that says, if you don't work your heart, your heart don't work. So Whenever people would be like, man, what you out here doing, man? It's hot as hell out here. Why is you out here running? Hey, man, you don't work your heart. Your heart don't work. And it would shut them up. You know, see me in the wintertime. Man, it's cold. Why you out here running? You don't work your heart. Your heart don't work. And that allowed me to develop confidence because it shut people down. Like, they would be on a, man, if I was you, I wouldn't be out here. You don't work your heart, your heart don't work. And then those same people eventually started to be like, man, you consistent in a mug. You be out here getting it. How much weight you lost? Man, how far you go? Man, I need to be out here with you. So those same people that hated on you, they eventually going to become your fans if you don't quit. Yeah, that too. And then it's so hard. I mean, it's so easy, right, to talk yourself out of something. I know since I started um, in like April, um, 
is when I started conversations with my friend and it was one of the things of, I used to walk back in the day, but it was never nothing that I was consistent with. And when I started walking in April, I was probably doing like five or 10 minutes a day, right? And I would be sad on the inside because I was like, I got this young son, you know, all my, my older set, they're older. I was able to do a lot with them. But then, you know, I got my young fella and it was like, I need to be able to dribble the ball with him, you know, run through the park with him and just be able to enjoy him without having my back go out or needing another knee surgery and different things like that. And so that along with the, the uh, pep talks was one of the things that kept me going, but it was something that I had to determine on the inside. And so them five minutes turned into 10 minutes, turned into 15 minutes. And now I can go about two and a half, three hours, you know, three, four and a half now. And that makes me smile. And so I was laughing because I was just like, dang, I'd have gained a couple pounds. I ended up walking away. I usually walk, but it snowed early. So we didn't really get to have a fall. And so I joined the Pilates class and I really like Pilates, but Pilates was a reality check for me, right? Like the movement that I used to teach my kids, like you need to be flexible. You need to be able to have your hands touch the ground and all this different stuff. Pilates is just like, girl, you ain't shit. You know, we need to get you moving and mobile, right? Because you're if you don't use it, you lose it. And so now I'm in that mindset of, I got to do what's best for me so I can be the better me for the people who's close to me. And, you know, a lot of people can say like, they know me and they this and they that, but who's really close? I don't have, you know, people I can say, okay, best friend, let's go hop a plane and go out of town and have fun and stuff like that. Because you don't allow certain things in your circle as you're growing, right? And so, I don't know what brought that up, but I shared it, and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but here's the thing with that though: now, as you are more flexible, as you're healthier, you add days to your life, and as God gives you the things that He wants you to have, now you lengthen in the amount of time you can enjoy them. Right. You know, I see so many people who work their whole life talking about when they retire. But then by the time they retire, they'd be so sick that they can't enjoy it. Because they settled. Exactly. They stayed in a toxic relationship too long. And now it's too late. And I can't go find nobody new because I'm sick. She's sick. We old. We ain't got no money. And now we just stuck in the house together. Unhappy. Wishing we would have left when the kids got grown. Wishing we would have said, well... This ain't working for me and it ain't working for you. So let's figure out how we both can prosper on our own. You know, because at the end of your life, a person who resents you having control over your money because you sick is not cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, I spent so much time with, with men, which really helped my outlook. I spent so much time with older men. You know, as mentors and members of my family and guys that I come in contact with from going to the gym. And a lot of these men, when they get older and they get sick, people just leave them in the house. Now you got, you know, Pop Pop sitting in the room 
by itself, you know, watching westerns. You know, you got men who sitting in the house, you know, you can't really get the things that you want. So you rely on other people. So maybe you want a Whopper, but you don't like mayo. But whoever brought you the Whopper didn't really want to bring you the Whopper in the first place because that's out of their way or they got other stuff that they want to do. So now they bring you a Whopper with extra mayo. That you don't even want. <laughs> right. You know, so you, by help being healthy, now you get to drive your own cars. Now you get to take your own self to the places that you want to go and do the things that you want to do. But if you get stuck in a situation with somebody who don't like you and you don't know they don't like you, <laughs> and then now they got to take care of you, are they really going to make sure you take your medicines? Are they really going to make sure that you eat the right stuff? Are they really going to make sure that you happy? Probably not. You know, because they didn't like you when you was healthy, so they really ain't going to like you when you're not. <laughs> So, I mean, I think we have to choose ourselves while we have life. You know, you see, you know, our ancestors, you know, they stayed in these marriages and they were loyal to each other, but they were unhappy. Very much so. You know, granddaddy was unhappy. Grandma was unhappy. (laughs) And she just well, and then, you know, grandpa, we are, you know, grandma too, but they created other little households, <laughs> you know, in the process that, you know, you find out about down the line. I'm speaking from experience, you know, my um my grandfather had other children inside of his marriage and then my grandmother ended up having a child, you know, too. And so all of that trauma trickled in. Right. And right now it's causing a lot of havoc. And that's just on one side of the family, you know, and on the other side of the family, you know, um, they stepped out as well. But you never seen them fight and argue in front of one another, you know, in front of the kids. But every now and then you would hear a car door slam, you know, but that was them settling it. You know, it yeah. started out maybe at 100 percent. But then it just trickled down until somebody died. You know, my granddad used to say, go crush up some food in the blender and bring it to me, feed it to me in the straw because she won't even feed me no more. <laughs> I can't do it myself, you know, so. Right. Well, we didn't see them argue, but we didn't see them love on each other either. No. We didn't see the hugs all. and the kisses and the hand holding and dancing, you know. We didn't see none of that. You know, she was mean and couldn't stand his ass. So, yeah. She might love her grandbabies, <laughs> but we never saw her interact in love with a man. You know, we never saw mom and dad in love because they didn't love each other. <laughs> they tolerated each other. They were just existing behind four walls or however many walls, yeah. Right. And then now you think that's what love is. So now you grow up cold and unaffectionate just like they did you know but it's been passed down break these cycles we gotta break these cycles you know but it's okay to say hey this ain't working for me let me slide (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know it's greater somewhere else and i am going to go find it 
you know, I mean, you got a lot of people who are like, well, girl, if you get divorced, you know, it's hard out here in these streets. How you gonna make it? I'll be like, well, my $30 at the end of my paycheck, like, I'm okay. You know, but again, that's why you got to get your health together. You got to get your, your mental health together. That's why you have to grow and improve. Because a lot of times when you say it ain't going to get no better out here in these streets, that's really that person saying it's not good out here for me. Mm-hmm. But why is it not good out here for you? It's not good out here for you because you ain't no fun to be around. You know, it ain't no good for you because you don't let yourself go and you're not really that attractive. You know, I don't care how much lace fronts and, and shapers you put on, you don't feel good. So you're not putting off right. So you ain't putting out no good energy. You know, because if you feel good and you're in a good mood, now you meet somebody like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you, Jack. When you walk away, that person's still feeling that energy you gave them. Like, oh, who's that? But if you always upset, tired, in pain, struggling mentally, who wanna be around you? I mean, a lot of this is not about men not finding you attractive. A lot of this is about you in such a messed up headspace that you can't even be dateable. So don't let the undateable people trick you into thinking that it's bad out here. It's just bad for them. You know, trust me, you happy and healthy. People like happy, healthy people. I like her, man. It's just something about her. She ain't mean. She ain't broken. She ain't defeated. She ain't negative. She ain't cussing everybody out. She ain't drunk. Hmm. All of a sudden, she got date after date after date. All of a sudden, she got a whole nother husband. She take care of herself. She keep herself up. Sometimes I feel like that's a blessing and a curse. (laughs) If you don't learn from the first one, it can be. But I just think that, you know, healthy, energetic people have better results because they're more fun to be around. They're more attractive. And I'm not talking about from a lustful standpoint. I'm just talking about from a human standpoint. You know, I mean, you ever stood next to an older person in the grocery store and they just in such a good mood and it just feel like love. Yeah. You know, like that's what you want. You know, we all got that person that may be in our church or in our family circle that take care of themselves really well and they really beautiful for their age. Like, oh my God, how old are you? 70 what? <laughs> like, that's who we want to be. That's who we need to be aspiring to be. So we need to be talking to them. Like, you know, Miss Jane. Hey girl, what's your secret? Right. And really listen, because that's how I got here. What you at home drinking? She'd be like, Jen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like seriously that's how I got here you know I was talking to guys who were 68, 70, 71 and they were like I used to be bigger than you I used to be like you I'm like okay well you used to be so what did you do differently and then they started breaking it down to me it's like walking into the future getting information and then bringing it back to the present you know this is what I did this is what I ate this is how I worked out this is who I stopped hanging out with you know, it was grown men who were like, hey, 
You can't just keep going out with every woman that want to go out with you. That was grown, seasoned, 70-year-old men. You know, hey, you spend all your money on dates, you ain't got no money for your retirement. You spend all your money in the streets, you ain't got no money to invest. How you gonna run a business and you ain't got no money in reserve? So I started realizing, like, yeah, I gotta slow down. I gotta shut some of this stuff down. But I got it from people who were able to teach me because they were doing it. I don't have a problem getting a date. I don't have a problem, you know, being at home. They both equally as comfortable for me. But I wouldn't be that way if the people who were above me didn't pass it on, which is why we're having this conversation now. Because I know somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to be like, man, I'm in a situation. I'm thinking about leaving. I ain't sure. I'm scared to leave. I know I've been praying for this thing. And this might be the thing that gets them to take that risk. You know, this might so, be, this might be it. So, what would you say to the listeners as a final thought? I would say, put together. First of all, I would say, know yourself. That would be the very first thing. Understand who you are, good, bad, or indifferent. If you know that you want to lose weight, if you know that you want to start a business, know what that thing that's most likely going to be the thing you trip over. You know, if you know you want to lose weight, know who the people you need to stop hanging out with are. You know, because those are my eating buddies. Okay, so stop hanging out with your eating buddies. (laughs) Yeah, because those are the people who are going to keep you from getting where you're trying to go. You know, if you know you want to go back to school, hey, figure out what's going to be the thing to keep you from going back and tackle that problem. Because once you get the, the stone out of the way, then the road is clear. So know what the thing that you could most likely trip over, or the thing that could most likely stop you is and fix that thing first. And if you fix that thing first, now it's smooth sailing. Now you just got to stay consistent at doing it until you get it done. You know, I'll be honest with you. I probably didn't talk to to a lot of my friends for maybe a year when I wrote my first book. You know, like when I say talk to them, I mean like on a regular basis. You know, I knew that, you know, if I talked to them, they would want to hang out. I knew if I talked to them, they was going to talk me into playing fantasy football or hanging out or doing stuff that would take my focus away from what I needed to get done. And if they really your friends, they, at some point they're going to understand and be like, yeah, he on something right now that's really important. Let me give him his space. Give him his time, yeah. You know, so know yourself. Know that if you pick up that phone, it's going to be a two-hour conversation. You know, know that if you turn that TV on before you lace them up and get your walk, you probably ain't going to walk because you're going to be looking at TV. You know, know that if you pick that phone up and open up YouTube, it's probably going to be 45 minutes. So don't open it up. Don't watch the TV. Get your workout in first. Get your eat right on. You know, don't buy stuff, you know, that you know you don't need because, you know, if you put it in the house, you ain't going to have the willpower to not eat it. Know yourself. And, and act accordingly. 
So that, that's what I would say to the listeners. All right. So as a recap to that, I have understand who you are. Mm-hmm. Cut some people loose. Remove some of the stones from your life. Stay consistent and act accordingly. Absolutely. All right. So, Sadan, I want to thank you for coming on the cast with me. Um, you are always so knowledgeable and it is greatly valued, right? And so let the listeners know the name of your book again and where they can find it and the services that you offer. Okay, uh, let's see. You go to Amazon, you put in Sedan, that's S-A, capital D, L-O-N-G. I'm Sedan Long. You go to Amazon, um, you'll see two books that I've written. One is God Wants You to Dominate, which is an international bestseller. And the second book is The Big Picture, Secrets to Becoming Rich from Someone Who's Rich, which I am the co-author of with one of the richest black men in the country. Um, If you are a business owner, you can go to grownandrich.com and grownandrich.com. That's where you can find out how to hire me if you want me to do any kind of customer attracting marketing stuff that's the place you go again it is sadon s-a-d-o-n long l-o-n-g um if you google me there's a whole bunch of old videos of me all over the place and you can kind of see my transformation in in actual real time you know whether it be me writing the book whether it be me teaching talking whether it be like man he used to be really really big and he's not quite as big anymore (laughs) So, so how many pounds have you lost? Um, I lost a hundred. Okay. You know, it's, it's a working process. If, if you don't stay on it, it will come back. FYI, um, I've been able to keep it off for. So tell me, how much was your weight? I'm I'm being nosy. So how much did you weigh? At my largest point, I was probably three eighty four. Okay. You know, so now I'm around two eighty two, two eighty three. Um, the lightest I've been is about 257. But even now, I still run three, four times a week. Try to eat right most of the time. I sleep well. I used to be on diabetic medications. None of that stuff anymore. Used to have sleep apnea. Now I don't have to sleep with a machine anymore. I feel 100% better. You know, so anybody out there especially men you know dealing with diabetes and the things that come with diabetes be on the lookout um i'm also working out a book for first quarter next year which is great which is superior sex and great health superior superior sex sex and great health and great health which is a book for men 30 35 ish and above which is going to talk about dating and, you know, a lot of the things that we talked about today and even more things about dating. Um, Also, the sex life of an adult man who's trying to stay healthy, as well as a lot of the health tips that I use to reverse the diabetes, get off the, the sleep machine, you know, get rid of the swelling in my body. You know, I got the heart rate of an athlete now. So all of the, my whole journey is going to be documented and the things that I did that worked, the things that I didn't work, the things that you might want to try that you probably shouldn't try, all of that stuff is in the book. 
So be on the lookout for that first quarter as well. Because it's important. You know, and a lot of, you know, the times, and it's just, you know, I know we, we run a little bit over, but I'm going to say this and be done with it. A lot of times as men and women, you'll be surprised at how much better your life is when you feel better. You know, just simply losing a few pounds, getting a little bit more energy will change your mood and how changing your mood changes everything around you. You're kinder, you're nicer, you're more pleasant to be around. And a kinder, nicer version of you is more likely to be able to have a relationship, healthy relationship. Because now you're not so anxious and exhausted to where you are just high alert for somebody coming after you or coming at you or feeling attacked. Because now you have energy. And that energy makes you a better lover. It makes you a better friend. It makes you a better prospect for dating. You know, which again, starts to lead you down the road to having superior sex. You know, because again, you can't get the person you're supposed to be with being the person you used to be. That makes any sense. <laughs> yes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so 99 and a half won't do. And on that note, 99 and a half won't do. We should always try to do our best and put your best foot forward, right? Um, I tell Xander all the time, you know, we have a little thing where it's like, what are you going to do today? And he says, I'm going to do my best. And so if Xander can do his best, I know the listeners can do their best. I have a friend that says, I'm foreseeing occurrences to call us all. And that's true. Those things do happen, but you do have to keep your mindset intact, have that connection with whatever your higher power is, and always keep your heart right. And as long as you're believing, you are achieving. And if you hang in there with me, I'll hang in there with you. Peace. We out.